everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of the Advice Not Given podcast. Kelly and I are glad to be back for another week. Kelly, how have you been doing? Oh, man. Um, We're adjusting. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I had a decent week. Um, I was not expecting to. So if you guys will remember, my kids came off of like an epic spring break uh, theater experience that I was uh, really sad to not have anymore. And I was starting to panic. Um, And I hit a moment, Claire, like it might have been over the weekend or it may have been Monday. It was probably the week before spring break. But anyway, I was like, I can't do school and work. Like kids for school for the kids work for me. I like had a moment where I was like almost crying at the kids. Like, and I, yes, I cry at them. Um, like I'm going to have to quit my job. And they're like, don't do that. They're like, I don't know how to do this. Ah, it's too much stuff. So I finally swallowed my pride and admitted to myself um, and to my mom that <laughs> I can't do it. And uh, so Mrs. Teresa Dayall has stepped in and she is now my long-term sub uh, for school. So she's nice. working with my son, Hannah, like my daughter's on it. She's fine. She's like, she's teaching herself. <laughs> she's right. completely hands off. Plus her teachers are more involved. So they're doing zoom calls and whatever. Um, but Reese is, he needs like a hundred percent of my attention and I can't. So my mom is now his teacher and it's actually been going great. I mean, it's, it's, there've been some hiccups, like we're trying to figure out a system and what technology we're going to use and how to keep him focused and how to turn in work. But um, it's been amazing and which was really great because at the end of the week, we learned that we are not going back, which was not a shock yeah. to me. Um, but then what really kind of threw me for a loop is that the teachers all along have been saying nothing will be graded. It's no big deal. Just keep them busy and keep their brains working. Oh, JK, we're not going back. We have to grade them. Go gather up all the work they've done for the past oh, six no. weeks. You have to now turn it in. So I, my almost panic attack was assuaged by the fact that my mom is now working with him. And she's like, I like literally have given her all my logins. Like she's communicating with the teachers. Which she's for, me. <laughs> for those of you who are maybe new to this, Kelly's mom is a teacher by trade. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So this is probably the challenge of her life though. But she, she's, and she's, she just finished a course. Like she was teaching also in school. Like she's retired, but right. she was going in and doing some, um, some stuff at the local elementary school or middle school. And, um, um, she had just quit that and like, she was like, I'm getting bored. I'm like, I got you, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is like mutually beneficial for everybody involved. So. That's good. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't know. But anyway, so that, yeah. And then I had a fantastic week at work. Um, I, I can't get into details, but um, you guys will hear about it. I s- scored a really awesome sponsorship deal nice. for um, our company, Millie, that you will hear about soon, but um, hopefully it will make a huge impact on uh, helping folks PCS. Um, yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, and another huge deal. I signed a really great writer. Oh, um, tell me more. Help me out. With- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Teamwork makes the dream work, Claire. Yep, that's right. That's right. Well, I'm so, glad, to, okay, that was glad to hear all that. No, I'm glad to hear yeah. all that. I, I also had a pretty good week and we're going to get into a little bit more of this throughout our episode today, but just really feeling more and more settling into this whole, like, this isn't 
a phase. This is life now. Um, Mm. But I had a moment over the weekend and, you know, I just got really in my head with feeling a lot of guilt about my kids and like, how is this affecting them? And, you know, long story short, I was really just beating myself up for things that are not really in my control. And Ryan and I were just chatting about it. And he was like, you know, now's not the time to like judge yourself on your parenting, like just let it go, like, which felt really freeing. Sometimes I just need somebody else to tell me that like, I, I don't believe it or trust it in myself. So just the freedom of like, Hey, look, we're all, we're all just getting by here. Like, and this is not all on you. Like, let it go. So that was, that was kind of interesting. But yeah, overall, we've just been really like Groundhog Day every day, you know, like we just get in our things we have to do. And then we have a lot of downtime and a lot of, um, you know, time, I feel like we're just kind of making up things to do to stay engaged and to stay busy. And then we're just leaning into it and like, resting and napping and watching TV and going to bed and, you know, all the things. So yeah, I also listened to this. Ep- I won't get into it today, but I listened to a podcast episode about intuitive eating. And I know you've mm-hmm. talked about this before, yeah. but I tell you what, it was like the right time in my life to hear that <laughs> information because it's like you're like you're saying, like you're just snap or just chill or just like you don't have to do anything and don't give yourself grief about it because we're in right. the middle of a very extreme time. Um, but that's with food for me right now. It's like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't be eating this or oh, I sh-, you know, whatever. But I'm like, okay, maybe I can give myself a little bit of allowance here. Mm-hmm. Like not so much like, you know, pig out, whatever, but not right. feel bad about the choices that I'm making. And then also like being really attuned to what my body is telling me. Um, right. Because, I mean, let's be real. I have the time and the ability right now to to pay attention to things like body cues. <laughs> right. So, um, like, mm, girl, you smell. You should go take a shower. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this comes from Lisa. Hi, Claire and Kelly. Your podcast is a refreshing cup of sunshine for me. It may be the only adult conversation I get most weeks right now. I'm a military wife from Fort Hood, Texas. Our situation is one where I'm holding down the fort with our nine children, ages 15 to 1, while my husband is currently in quarantine after returning from overseas. So before this pandemic, my deployment motto was one day at a time. But my pandemic motto is one hour at a time. Most days, I have felt like I'm running on a hamster wheel and I'm unable to jump off. We've been at home almost six weeks now, and I've been the only one to leave. I think I've been out maybe three times, but only for groceries. We're a homeschool family, so we're not crisis schooling. However, I have found myself a little unschooling a little more these days, probably more for my own sanity than for my homeschoolers. I have not been so gripped by a schedule, we have all day, or textbook learning. We've been working on numerous life skills during this time. My other three children have taken this, my three older children, excuse me, have taken this in stride. They miss extracurricular activities, youth group, and interacting with friends, but surprisingly, none of them have melted down over the situation. Of course, the six littles have no clue what is happening other than there is a virus, so we can only play in our yard. The weather here in Texas has been a bit of a challenge, but I invested in rain boots and we get outside every day. Sometimes it just means a little more laundry, but hey, I have teenagers for that. Our motto as a family right now is hunt the good, and for me as a mom of six kids, five and under, a little win is a win. 
I have been overly cautious on taking in all of the information out there because it becomes overwhelming. When I go out, I can feel my anxiety building. Claire, like you mentioned a few episodes back, I wipe down most of my groceries before bringing them in the house. I'm being very intentional to fill my mind with truth from my faith daily and remember that God is bigger than this. My advice, intentionally hunt the good. It's there, just look for it. Embrace the change in pace and accept help when it comes. We're all walking the unknown, so let grace win. I love your podcast, your views, and insight on all things, and your heart for military spouses. You guys keep making a difference. Lisa. Well, we have several, like, semi-related to kind of what's going on, but really just easing into this new normal. We have a few different topics that we wanted to to broach and, and talk about, and I'll just start with one of mine. I have a good military wife friend whose husband is a psychiatrist, and he she shared something that he had shared, and it was talking about the four phases of kind of what's going on right now, and I'll just quickly go through them. Um, And it starts with number one, the heroic phase, which is when people just all want to pitch in and do whatever they can to make things better. And he used the example of like ground zero at 9-11. Everybody's like on the same team. So number one's the heroic phase. Number two is the honeymoon phase. And it's how we start to get used to thing, how things are. And then we start to think that, yeah, we can sustain this. You know, we're all in this together. The third phase is the disillusionment phase, which is telling us um, honeymoon's over you can't keep this up. Uh, We can't wait for things to get back to normal. And then the final fourth phase is the rebuilding phase, which is when we start to make necessary changes to live in the new normal and move on with life. And his whole point was that we're all kind of moving through these and it's not necessarily linear. Like you could get to the end, but then bounce back to phase two or phase Mm -hmm. three. And um, I'm, you know, lifelong fan of lists and and scales and quizzes Mm -hmm. and metrics and factors. Yes. And so reading through that, I kind of have been trying to pay attention maybe to where I feel like I am, where we are as a family, like where our local community is. And um, it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. I've been paying attention to that too. I feel like we are kind of at a point where we're like, okay, what's the next step, right? Like what, what's next? What do we need to be working towards or moving towards? And there's a lot of discussion, even about a new phase right now, just in our society, in our, in our country, do we reopen? Do we not reopen? Um, so I think all of us are kind of feeling that itch, like, okay, it's been long enough. This has to be some sort of cycle of, of time that our, our like psyches are only willing to accept. So we're all kind of searching for that. Um, I've, also heard, you know, we talked about this before, but, you know, everyone's kind of equating the emotional processes that we're going through right now to grief mm-hmm. and like the stages yeah. of grief. Um, so I wanted to bring that up. We, I, again, listened to a podcast. I'll link it here for y'all if you're interested, but um, they were actually talking about, you know, the actual Kubler-Ross stages of grief. Um, so they're typically like five, you know, there's denial and anger, acceptance, yada, yada. Um Apparently those stages, and this is something I learned that I did not know, are not they the the study wasn't done on folks who had lost someone um and going through the grief of losing a person or a thing or you know what we're experiencing now, like a normalcy. Um, it was actually done on folks who were dying. 
So these were the stages that these terminally ill patients were going through. So it was very linear, linear, like you just said, like it was like, okay. (laughs) There was not only linear, but there was, yeah, there was an ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how they, and it was like a really beneficial process for them and to have someone help kind of guide them through the process, predominantly just observe, but everyone kind of had these similarities in the way they were working through it. And they were able to kind of ascertain, okay, these folks were able to, you know, have a smoother, I don't know. But anyway, so I had no idea that it was based on folks who were departing, right? Like they were out versus like, oh, this is the grief that I'm experiencing because I have lost a loved one. It's different. And the takeaway that I heard from the the conversation in the podcast episode was, oh, you know, maybe it doesn't progress Mm -hmm. as stage one, two, three, four. Uh, Maybe those are just all options to us as as emotional responses. Again, y'all not psychologists. So- (laughs) Um, I, I'm like feeling like, okay, I'm not a therapist. Don't listen to to what I'm saying. But the way I heard it was, um, oh, we could bounce back and forth among any of these quote stages. And maybe the language of stages is is what's throwing Mm -hmm. us off, but, um, it could look one day look like acceptance and then three hours later be denial or anger or bargaining or depression, right? Like it could literally be, and there's more than just five too, right? Like, I mean, there could be a myriad of other, you know, great places in between. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting that, you know, we've based a lot of our, our coping around this to a study that, um, doesn't really equate, I guess. I don't know. It's my thoughts. Yeah. Well, and I think it's very much like what we've been saying all along on these welfare checks. We have been, we've been checking in because one minute we are okay. And the next we don't feel like we are, or one day of the weekend we're doing fine and the next we're not. So yeah, I think that definitely supports that. Um, yeah, I came across a word over um, the last week in some of my reading. And my reading, this was from a just a fun book, but I learned a new word and I thought, wow, I may get a tattoo of this because. <gasps> wait, it, wait, wait, wait. Like, Time out before you say it. It was this okay. office book? Because now yes, I think that's where I heard it. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's <laughs> in the funny. office book. Yep. So it's a French word and it's pronounced ennui. Ennui. And it's spelled E N N U I. And I read it just and didn't have any context in the book. And so I had to like Google it on my dictionary.com app. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this in one word encapsulates like what we're feeling right now. And it's literally defined as a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction that arises from a lack of occupation or excitement. Let that sink in a second. We're listless and dissatisfied because we are bored and we are just in this like funk, right? And um, I mean, I've definitely had that feeling at other points in my life, but I feel like this is like the word for what we're dealing with right now, like in a big way. It's And it's so sustained and like long and like, again, we don't know when we get to go back if we will even go back to the way things were. Yes, Mm -hmm. man. That is, that is nail on the head right there. Um, yeah. And I I've struggled with that too. I'm like, you know, we talked about it the other week. Are we, am I depressed? Like, right. Where's the motivation? I used to have things to look forward to. I used to love the weekends. Now I hate them because they're just a reminder that I don't have anything to do this weekend, you know? Like, um, 
Even well, and to circle across, back to the little, or you go ahead. I'll tell you. No, I was going to say, like, came across a Facebook memory of a thing that my daughter had done when she was in second grade, and now my son won't be able to because right. they're not, you know, like, everything seems to be a reminder. Like, even, like, mm-hmm. commercials and photos. I've gotten my kids doing this. Clara, this is probably terrible. We were, oh, my kid, my, we were driving, we're riding our bikes past the baseball stadium downtown. And it was empty, of course. And I was yeah. like, I, Reese looked up. He goes, oh, mom, remember baseball? Like, <laughs> so we've been, we've been doing that. Like, I'll see people like on a commercial. I'll be like, oh, y'all remember hugging? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> But now I've gotten them doing it. And we've kind of made it a joke. But it is. It's like everything is a reminder. So it's not even like we can't get excited about baseball season returning because right. we don't know when it's going to happen. So we've been robbed of that excitement. Oh. Right. It's a double whammy or triple whammy. Yep. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, to circle back to this idea of ennui, like, when Ryan and I were having this conversation about the parenting thing, and he's like, you know, you got to, you just got to get out of your head. And to that, I replied, well, guess what? All I have to do right now is to be in my head. Like, I am filling my day. I'm, I took three walks yesterday. I'm, I've read six, seven books this month. Like, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm doing some side business work. I'm helping homeschool my kids. Like, I'm doing everything I can mm-hmm. to fill my day. There's still like 10 extra hours I have to think. Yeah. So, and, and also, normal. so says, so says the body type to the head type. So exactly. That out there. <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because he's definitely, I'm, I'm in like, not imploding, but I'm just like mm-hmm. withdrawing into my head and he's like exercising like crazy or wanting to be outside in the sun or he's gone yeah. hunting to take, you know, walks through the woods and, so definitely the the body head heart thing is coming into play for sure. For sure. <laughs> oh man, that's that's great. No, that's a fantastic word. I had heard it and when you said it earlier, I was like, oh, I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> so so tough, now that of I of course. Yeah, the office coming through clutch. Yep. But now that I've heard it, now that I know how to pronounce it, now I know the definition. I've used it, you know, to explain some things. Now my goal next week is to work it into some conversations. So I am knowing that I'm using okay. it correctly in context. Okay. But how, how, like, I don't know. I just think that sounds so cool to have this French word, ennui. And it's funny. It's funny, too, that sometimes it takes other languages to encapsulate. Like, it does. Uh, especially a, a romance language to encapsulate and have a word for, like, a complicated emotion or a, you know, like an a way of manifesting an emotion or a couple of emotions, right? Like we don't have yeah. that because we're American. Well, and I, I didn't mention this in our pre-prep time, but um, speaking of other languages, I have a friend that lives overseas and she had responded. I had done a funny little story on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago. And um, she was telling me, like I was bragging on, basically bragging on the one of the local food pickups because they were like, racing out to the car to see what your name is and then racing back in and getting your food. And they just had on like vests and gloves and they were just trying so hard. And I was really, Mm. really impressed with that. And she told me that in Italy, they call that Bella Figura, which means like the grand drama of life. And I thought that too is like a really, like that that's also encapsulating this, like everybody's hustling, everybody's doing their best. So I'm just like a, repository wow. of language today. Just I mean, Ali, listen. Bella Figura. Um, you know, I'll be here all week. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I love that. Um, the other, we, once we got to talking about it, of course, we like dug into the internet to find all of the stages and <laughs> things we could, mm-hmm. but, um, I did come across another article on Forbes and this is a bit more like business driven economy sort of facing, 
um, right. stages or process, but there, um, let's see, what is this called? This is called, we'll, we'll link it, the three stages of coronavirus grief. Um, and this one has listed flatten, fight, and emerge. Um, and I think that's a really simplistic way of looking at this. And again, they're talking about more of the economy and right. like the impact of businesses. But um, like right now, we're only in flatten. <laughs> like we're still, mm-hmm. we're still there. And we're barely there. Yeah, I know we're, we're barely there. <laughs> I mean, we're just literally barely over the hump, right? Like I'm watching New mm-hmm. York. It's just, you know, but they're in there just kind of over the cusp. And that can, we could lose that very quickly, which is the scary right. thing, right? Like, and I'm also, I have family and you know, South Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina is not doing anything drastic just yet, but Georgia, Oklahoma was the other one, I think, and maybe Florida are all Mm -hmm. like reopening on Monday. Um, and a lot of the States are and listen, y'all, I understand this is a super complex thing to talk about, um, from the, the business owner angle. And then also from the public safety angle. Um, but there are a lot of concerns about opening. I mean, all kinds of things, but specifically like, why do we need a bowling alley? Like yeah. I love the bowling alley owners, I guess. Yeah. I don't know any, but I'm sure I love you. But like, yeah. is that really essential? Like I'm confused by some of the calls. Um, but anyway, so right. back to the point, like we're not, <clears throat> we haven't quite flattened it yet. So we're still there. We're still fighting for that. And it's painful and it sucks. Um, and it seems passive. And I think that's where a lot of us are having such a right. hard time with is that it's passive. Like we've moved through the heroic stage. Like you mentioned earlier, we've made our masks, you know, we've donated to food banks or, you know, whatever all the mm-hmm. things are that, that we all kind of jump to. And now we're in this like lull, um, not necessarily that we should be. I'm sure there are plenty of things that we could still contribute our, our time and talents to, but now we're moving into the fight phase once we've flattened. So China um, and some of those countries are now moving into fight, right? Like they're looking at um, how to reopen things like, you know, big public events. They're also working on vaccines and and other sorts of uh, medical measures to be able to contain things. And then also the testing that they're doing is, is definitely a way of fighting back. And then ultimately is the emerge phase. So what does this look like? Like the post-COVID mm-hmm look like even after maybe there's a vaccine and we've hopefully please dear lord eradicated it right um then what does that actually look like so i don't know i just thought it was interesting and also kind of sad that well and just to be clear fight doesn't mean fight doesn't mean fighting within like all the political parties of your country where nobody can make a decision and everybody hates everybody right that's not what fight means lord (laughs) it could though (laughs) it certainly could but no they're they're not they're talking about fighting the virus um and fighting off um restriction like so it says i'll say what it says in the fight phase it's possible to reduce some restrictions and restore a moderate level of economic activity um so yeah essentially trying to sustain a decline in cases um is the fight right so right that's after it's well speaking of like economy and business and stuff like that we've kind of gotten a little well, I won't say what we've got, what emotion it's brought up, but we've had some conversations in our house because yes, we do, do still watch live TV or recorded things. And it's just been fascinating to see how all the marketing for all the companies on like, for like television particularly mm-hmm. have pivoted in their marketing. And we had, I won't name the person, but somebody just in our family was like, you know, I get it that like doctors and nurses and like maybe yeah I'll go as far as to say like the people filling grocery orders yes they are our heroes 
that when did a Subway sandwich artist become a hero just for like <laughs> making a sandwich? And that's, oh, that's a fair that's question, I think. I mean, it's, it's like anybody yeah. that's out there is now a hero. And like, you're just hearing all this, yeah. this language and it didn't take long. I mean, it was within like a few days of sheltering in place that companies were starting to readdress, you know, their advertising, which duh, of course, and maybe I'm hypersensitive to it because I'm watching through Mad Men again. And so I'm thinking through everything <laughs> from like a, yep. an advertising perspective, but like, you know, you see yeah. Lowe's, you've got the guy who's filled five, 10 gallon buckets with cement and made a dumbbell so he can work at home and work out yeah. at home. It's just like all these things. But I thought, yeah, that is a fair question. Like since when did a Subway sandwich artist become a hero? <laughs> what so strange I've- times. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, that's so funny you bring this up because I came across a post uh, from a friend of mine and they were like kind of ranting about the exact same thing, like since when, and I'm sorry, but you know, I think, and I think that our community in particular maybe has a little of a bit of nerve, like there's a nerve to strike there uh, with who gets to wear that hero Right. Badge. Um, And maybe not necessarily the service member, but definitely those of us who love them, um, who are going to get kind of up in arms about sharing that title maybe mm-hmm. I don't know um yeah but it it is true and yeah girl marketer I'm a marketer like that's mm-hmm. this is what we've had to sit down and think about too like I've even pulled a lot of our photos and like again from my point of view it's like let's not rub salt in the wound like right. let's not post a photo of like a big huge gathering or you know mm-hmm. I, I have a, one of my one of my friends here works for the visitors center like the travel industry bureaus um you know headquarters and they're really struggling with oh my god what do we do like how do we encourage people to travel and visit here when we can't have conventions we can't have events we can't have like how all non-essential travel is yeah suspended they had to scrap everything and look and we're in this military town their whole the month of may is nothing but like military everything right like yeah. i mean it so they have had to do some serious adjustments and like okay what are what is our role here right now how do we fill mm-hmm. this time and and be relevant not hurt people's feelings not rub salt and wounds of you know isolation and distance but still like oh anyway it it's a struggle and we're going to sit back and we're going to see like who is gaslighting right mm-hmm. see the last was it the last episode we talked about that who's gaslighting who yeah. is um who is doing good, right? Yeah. Who is making a difference? Who is being manipulative, right? Um, and who's evoking like, who's making the world better? You know, like I say, like, send a message. Don't like put yourself or your company on a pedestal saying like, we're going to solve all the problems or the world's a better place because of us. Like just celebrate the goodness that's happening and then throw your logo at the very end, right? Like yeah. instead of it being like, y- you can support good things and good messages without like, banging people over the head with it and yeah <laughs> manipulating but even, them, and again going back to being in my head like I do love that and there is such a, a spree to core of like we are all in this together and I love some of the mm. there's some marketing ads I've seen that are just so heartwarming but then at the same time like what you just said be aware try to figure out who's gaslighting yeah. and who's manipulating and even that is another thing to like deplete our mental and emotional resources like having to like navigate that and like question motives you know question motives of everybody 
<sighs> yeah. Well, listen, everything's about sales and ad ads and marketing. Like, I mean, period, like that's the end of the day. Like it could be supporting yeah. their brand story. Um, the one thing that I'm thinking of right now is, did you see that it was on Facebook somewhere or maybe a local news picked it up? Uh, this little old lady, she's like in her nineties or eighties or something had a sign in her window and said, help, I'm out of beer. And she's holding up like an <laughs> empty Coors Light can, uh, Coors Light freaking dropped off like a hundred cases of beer on her front porch. And like, they didn't do a whole commercial around it. Somebody else did it and tagged them. Right. Yeah. So like actions speak louder than words. A lot of times, like that was an easy win for that local distributor. No big deal. Right. But just because she got like, somebody took one photo, did one tweet, tagged Coors. It may have gone deeper than that. Who knows? But yeah. It looked, it appeared from the outside as the average consumer to be a completely organic, nice thing that got attention. So I think that's the way you need to go. Yeah, I agree. And I think maybe just to kind of wrap this conversation up, I feel like we're seeing so much of that right now. We've all like lowered our expectations for like the biggest, the best, the baddest. And it's like, we're all just welcoming like this. Yeah. This it's okay to not make the ad and let somebody else tweet about it. And it's okay yeah. to like have your bathrobe on for your, you know, kids drive by birthday party. You're like, I don't know. I just feel like we've, <laughs> yeah. we've let down a lot of, and I'm trying to see the good in that, right? Like I, I feel yeah. like we've, we've just dropped a lot of pretense and we have cut ourselves a lot of like collective slack. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, even though we don't know if this has an end date, I think that it's not going to be a black and white end date. I think it's just going to be, how are we going forward? What are we willing to like continue being okay with? Even if it's, you know, even if it's our, well, let me just say this real quick. I read through my real simple magazine and I noticed that speaking of marketing and coronavirus and all that, every single advertisement, every single article, photograph, headline, everything was definitely shaped to reflect the current changes, right? Like mm-hmm. there are cooking articles about using noodles and oats. There was a feature piece on letting your hair go gray naturally, but they not one time used pandemic, coronavirus, right. COVID-19, none of that. And I just thought, you know, that's really how I think life is about to continue shaping out is we're just going to, this is just going to be how it is. We're just going to keep seeing marketing and real life of, of people settling into this crazy. Well, so that's, that's brilliant though, because they're, again, they're not reminding people of the big scary thing. They're just kind of easing into it and like, okay, we're adjusting. This is how we're rolling. They're not necessarily even saying the word. Um, yeah, it's great. Well, they're keeping it, they're keeping it evergreen, but yet yeah, it was, yeah, if you you were paying attention. Yeah, it was, Mm -hmm. it was. So, okay. As we go, let's each share one thing that we are going to try to do this week to keep it together. If, if possible, or one thing that's on your agenda or something you're looking forward to, something you're anticipating that's this week. Yeah, I got a, I got a big one. We have a huge launch that we'll be okay. announcing. Um, so that's going to consume probably every waking moment of mine. Um, I've also been reaching out and doing um, more interviews and like guest spots. Uh, so that's kind of fun to helping others uh, fill some content holes that they have or needs that they have. Um, and I've been kind of expanding. It's all work stuff, God. Um, but we're expand, I'm expanding and like trying to teach people how to do things that I do. So back to, we've had this conversation many times, like, um, I've, I know how to live stream and I know this one software. So I'm trying to help people like really work on their strengths and their opportunities 
to reach their audiences. Um, and I've come up with some pretty cool things there. So I'm working on all those sorts of things. Um, and so it, look at your, your normal like wheelhouse coming through for such a time I as this. Know, I mean, awesome. <laughs> Random, right? Yeah, but totally cool. I love it. So yep. yeah. What about you? Well, I have um, two things. My dad's birthday is tomorrow. It actually will be the day that this airs. And we've got a family Zoom call planned. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited just to do that. And I had to get a little creative with a birthday gift for him. But I ended up uh, ordering him a cake from a local bakery in his hometown, Mm -hmm. which I felt like I was helping support local business. And then he he and my mom went to pick it up already. And they said it was really good. So I don't know. I just that felt like I felt like a decent amount of like, pleasure with like, okay, we've made this work. We've made a a birthday work because that's the first person like in my family that's had a a real like celebration through all this. And then the second thing is just the new month. Like I know that it's not Mm going to necessarily be anything tangible that's changing, but I feel like I like a, an ending of a month to celebrate the wins, look into a new month with hope and anticipation. So I'm looking forward to May 1st. But look, April was a whole quarantine month. Like Yeah, it was. March, March was the beginning of it, right? So April yeah. was a full... Y'all, we made it. Yeah, I know. We made it through a whole month. I love that. Okay, great. Yeah. No, I hadn't really thought of that. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a month down instead of a day. Cool. <laughs> well, Claire, enjoy your week. You too. We'll be in touch a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Bye, you guys.